Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined in our Saturday conversation each and every Saturday morning with Paul Wadlington. How you doing, Paul? Doing great. Had an exciting uh, first round of the NFL draft. I think we're going to talk about it a little bit. Yeah, I think I think it's it's worth talking about because look, you know, six six Big Twelve players get picked, uh, including Longhorns' Bijan Robinson. Obviously, um, it is a high water mark for the Big Twelve, uh, at least in recent memory. Right. Um, number seven overall, Tyree Wilson, an edge uh, from Texas Tech, goes to the Raiders. Right after that, Bijan at eight goes to the Atlanta Falcons. At 15, Will McDonald, an edge from uh, Iowa State, goes to the Jets. Uh, 21, Quentin Johnson, a receiver once committed to Texas, backed out and chose uh, TCU eventually. He goes to the Chargers at 21. 27, Anton Harrison, a big offensive lineman. Tackle out of Oklahoma uh, goes number 27 overall. And then Felix Anadike Uzomo uh, finished out the first round, a Kansas State edge prospect. Um, you know, that's three edge prospects out of the top or out of those six players. What does that tell you about uh, that position and, and what it really means as far as it's related to the Big 12 at this point? Paul. Clearly, the Big 12 has become a hard nosed defensive conference, Bobby. That's, that's, <laughs> that's the message. Uh, you know, it's, it's actually fascinating. The Vegas number for Big 12 first-round draft picks was four and a half. And so the Big 12 easily hit the over. SEC had nine first-round draft picks. The Big 10 had nine as well. There were no uh, draft picks outside of the major FBS conferences. Uh, now, there is an addendum to that because Dalton Kincaid began his career as a walk-on at an FCS school, San Diego, uh, he only played one year of high school football, uh, went to San Diego, was a star there. Utah was the only FBS program that offered him a scholarship, and he became, you know, this breakout sensation for Utah in a first-round draft pick. And he actually is a good tie-in to some of those Big 12 picks. Now, some of these guys, uh, Bijan Robinson, people knew that this guy was a star when he was a sophomore in high school, right? Uh, certainly by his junior year. And – I think you could say similar things uh, about, you know, the guys at the top of the draft, Bryce Young, he's, he's been a guy they've been talking about since eighth grade, right? But many of these big 12 guys were late bloomers. And I think it's an important cautionary tale for fans about development timelines. What it is not is saying stars don't matter. Like we got to keep two ideas in our head at the same time, Bobby. Stars do matter but also traits and longer term developmental profiles and, and timelines also matter. So those two things aren't contradictory. So Bijan Robinson, the five-star becoming an NFL running back, not a big shock to anybody, uh, not a shock that he's a first rounder given his work ethic and his incredible attributes. However, you look at Will McDonald. He only played two years of organized high school football, classic late bloomer played basketball, did track, came out basically. He's one of those probably where the, the head coach is walking through the halls and says, hey, man, you got to play football. And he says, oh, I'll give it a try. And he goes out there and, of course, becomes a guy who was, flew under the recruiting radar because he has no pedigree. He's out in the rural hinterlands of, of football. You know, it's this isn't greater Houston or Dallas where you're looking for prospects. And he develops and he was – he was identical. They realized quickly at Iowa State that he was going to be a star. He needed one year to get acclimated to major college football. 
that he started for four years for the Cyclones, playing in a, in a pretty irregular position. Often he was in a three-man rush, Bobby. He wasn't part of a six-man rush, and he's you know picking up a bunch of cheap sacks. So he's lined up sometimes over the head of the tackle at 240 pounds, and uh, you know playing in a very unique defensive system. Still got pressure. Still was impactful on the quarterback. 34 sacks in his Iowa State career, 10 forced fumbles. And if you are interested in just profiling edges in that draft, six foot four or taller, he was the quickest guy. He was the most elusive guy, quicker than Will Anderson. Will Anderson is a power player and uh, obviously more developed against the run. But obviously the Jets loved what, you know, what they saw in Will McDonald. He's going to go play for that, that Jets defense and, and, you know, they're going to they're gonna unleash him. He's not going to be playing on a three-man line, three-man rush. Well, um, you know, you, you, you said something that struck me a little bit. You talked about traits. Uh, you also told me a little bit about Felix Anadike Uzomo's background. That's the number one pick of the Kansas City Chiefs, yep. 31 overall, uh, out of Kansas State. And, you know, they made a mention on the broadcast on Thursday night that he was a blue shirt. They didn't even take him with a regular scholarship. They actually wanted him to come in and gain weight. Uh, give the story and background of Felix there. Yeah, Uzoma was a star track athlete and, and a basketball player. And he was late to football as well. He wasn't playing football. They convinced him to go out. He did well, but he didn't want to put on weight because it was going to mess up his triple jump. He was a state champion triple jumper. And he didn't want to mess up his track stuff. So he was a skinny guy, rural uh, not getting any attention. He did have an offer from North Dakota State, uh, which at Kansas State had some people defect on signing day. They reached out to him late and said, you know, does, does Felix want to come? And they said, sure. He shows up and the Kansas State position coach calls the high school coach and goes, I just want to thank you. This guy's going to be a star for us. It's going to take a while. But they could see the traits. They could see the frame. They could see the athleticism. So, Bobby, another example where, particularly at edge, but this can apply to some other positions in football, some of the ways you develop the traits that will help you at the highest levels of football don't actually happen on a football field. They happen multi-sporting, playing other sports, where you develop that bend, you develop that quickness, you develop that, that coordination, that explosiveness. Uh, now, Obviously, God made Will McDonald six foot four with long arms, and Duque uh, Zuma six five with long arms. You know that's that's not about trait development, but it is the trait. And as I've said a million times, all of you can drink at home if, if you've heard this before. If you can't put weight and strength on an elite framed young athlete, then your strength and conditioning coach should be fired because he's terrible at his job because it's the easiest thing to do. Because I can do that with someone who is not an elite athlete, Bobby. Uh, all you have to do is put in the work, eat food, and try. But elite quickness, length, uh, coordination, body control, bend, those are God-given traits. And you don't necessarily develop them on a football field. You can develop them more adeptly playing basketball, track, doing other stuff. But then later in life, you could translate it to football. So – a little bit lengthy there, but I hope people kind of get where we're coming from and, and how this happens. Got a couple more questions for you here that I want to go over and see what you think, uh, Paul. Uh, Bijan going at eight overall to the Falcons. Uh, what did you think of that move by Arthur Smith, the head coach of the Falcons? 
I, I think the Falcons wanted to trade out if they could get a sufficient haul. They couldn't get it. So I think they went with one of the best pure football players on the draft board. I mean, look, for me, pure football ability, it's Jalen Carter. It's Bijan Robinson. I'm not even talking about character or any of the other stuff or position uh, value. Uh, you know, Bryce Young, if you're not terrified of the weight, right? The guy's a, a baller with the ball in his hands. Uh, Bijan, ultimately, what a great tribute to him that with the anti-running back bias, which, by the way, has good good evidence behind it. It's, it's not a bias for, for bad reasons. It's, it's a good prejudice. The fact that he overcame that and still was a top 10 pick is, is a huge tribute to not only his ability, but the character. Because, you know, he's not a guy that you're going to draft and he's going to embarrass your organization. You're not concerned that he's not going to show up knowing the playbook. Uh, he's a guy, he's a solid citizen. You can, you can advertise the brand of your football team behind him. And he's going to go kick ass on the field. And, of course, he's not just a pure running back. He's, he's a really gifted receiver. He got to show that some at Texas. He didn't really get to show that quite as much as he probably should have or probably as much as Sark wanted to. But he's going to show that. And he's got Arthur Smith as his head coach, Bobby. Uh, Arthur Smith is the old Titans OC with Derrick Henry. Bijan's going to see the football. Uh, now, he's not going to have the Titans offensive line in Atlanta. He's not going to have uh, maybe a capable quarterback. But he's got some skill position guys around him that are talented, like like uh, Pitts um, and Drake London, you know, the Falcons are, are building an interesting team and Bijan's going to see the ball a lot. So I'm excited for him. And I think Texas fans should be excited for a really good guy and a really good long one. Comment uh, on this, uh, Paul, uh, two running backs picked in the first round on Thursday night. They were Bijan Robinson, of course, the first running back taken. Uh, and then Jameer Gibbs, yeah. uh, a young man uh, that originally signed with Georgia Tech Recruited by uh, none other than Tashard Choice uh, while he was at Georgia Tech, then transfers to Alabama. So Tashard Choice, the Texas running backs coach, gets two first-rounders in the same draft. That's pretty much unheard of. Uh, and, you know, I, I think maybe Alabama did that with its, you know, group of running backs one time uh, in, in a single school. But that's pretty impressive uh, for, uh, for Tashard Choice. Yeah, Tashard might be leading with that on some recruiting calls uh, <laughs> summer and fall. Uh, I think uh, I think Tashard's got some things to discuss because uh, you know I don't think Nick Saban can claim Jam Jameer Gibbs' development. Uh, look, Gibbs is a really dynamic athlete. I I, I love him, uh, but boy, he's he's twenty five pounds lighter than Bijan Robinson, and uh, I, I honestly I, I kind of wrote about this on Inside Texas. Uh, I think that was a panic pick by Detroit. I think that they had uh, Devin Weatherspoon, the cornerback from Illinois, as their guy at six. Seattle shot them by drafting him. They traded back, frankly, to buy some time, in my opinion, and re reorient their draft board. And I do think they had Jameer Gibbs high, uh, higher than most NFL teams. And they probably had envisioned a draft where they took Weatherspoon at six and Gibbs at 18. And then they were going to go back and get the linebacker from Iowa – in the second round, which is where he's going to be. I think they panicked. I think pick six through 11 went exactly as you'd expect. And then they were at 12 going, well, I guess we'll take Jameer Gibbs. And then, so, I mean, it's, it's not a good example of value. Uh, Jameer Gibbs is still a good player, but 
it's not how to run that draft. Not what I would have, would have done, but yeah, it's funny. You know, the best laid plans of, of mice and men. And uh, I don't think the lions had a good backup. What's the easiest choice you can make window instead of middle seat, picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket, outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I want to ask you a quick questions. What you thought of the Dallas Cowboys draft with Maisie Smith? Uh, the big defensive tackle, and then also the Houston Texas Texans, where they not only pick C.J. Stroud, the quarterback from Ohio State, uh, but then they trade back up and get Will Anderson, the defensive end, edge prospect uh, from uh, Alabama with number three overall. So I'm a, I'm a Cowboys fan, and I, the joke I made on Inside Texas is, is, is Maisie Swahili for Taco. <laughs> Taco Charlton. <laughs> Dallas actually does an amazing job of drafting. Their issues are more about managing the actual roster. Uh, that's when Jerry gets involved. But uh, I actually, I think Maisie's going to be okay. I think it was a solid pick. Uh, they do have a, a gift usually for drafting. And, I, you know, the joke I made on Inside Texas was, you know, is, is Maisie Swahili for Taco, a reference to Taco Charlton, the other Michigan uh, player that the, the – didn't have such a great uh, time in Dallas, but I actually, as I did some thinking about it and research, it was a huge weakness in the Cowboys defensive front. They did need a big nose. It's not a sexy pick, but he is sort of an upgraded Keandre Coburn. If you're a Texas fan, you know, if you want to think of him in that regard. And so a uh, very strong player, you cannot move him off the spot, even with a double team. And that has some value, particularly when you got Micah Parsons out there running around like a wild man, you want to keep that, line of scrimmage viable and not get burned by the running game. So hey, give, give him some freelance ability. It gives if, you some freelance ability. Yeah. I don't have a big problem with it. Dallas has a pass rush. So you might as well try to shore up the running game. Uh, as far as Houston goes, look, how you feel about that draft is how you feel about CJ Stroud. If, if you buy into the cognition stuff and some of the poor interviews, um, this was a, this was not a good draft for the Texans. This was bad. If you buy into some really nice highlight tapes and a beautiful performance against the Georgia Bulldogs, don't watch the Northwestern film, but uh, watch Georgia, then you love this and you love the, the aggression that the Texans attack this draft with. I think it ultimately is about C.J. Stroud because to me, Will Anderson, I mean, his his down his floor is is Joseph Osai, right? You're you're not going to be disappointed. Will Anderson's on your football team now. Is he going to be a superstar? I don't know. Uh, probably not. I'd, I'd say he's more likely to be this really solid player, seven, eight sack guy, great against the run. Everyone appreciates him. Great presence in the locker room. Texans, ultimately, it's going to be about C.J. Stroud and then what they do in the later rounds. All right. I want to ask you, uh, uh, Paul, about a couple more things. But first, let's say thanks uh, to our sponsor uh, on uh, the uh, Saturday conversation 
if you don't mind. Well, a lot of debate about who number one should be in the NFL draft. There's no debate who the number one pick should be in the mortgage game. His name is Gabe Winslow. He is a tremendous supporter of Longhorn Athletics, everything around it. Uh, you can reach him at 832-557-1095. 20 years in the industry. He's got a law degree. Texas grad. Graduated in three years. Uh, now, you could argue that's not an example of his intelligence because you want to stick around in college for about six years and milk that experience. But I guess Gabe's too motivated. Turn that motivation to your benefit. Give him a call. He's going to get you a great deal. All right. Thanks, Paul. All right. You know, last two things I want to talk about. Uh, one is Kelvin Banks and, you know, four guys that he went up against this year uh, got drafted in the first round. Uh, he is probably the most likely of all Texas players, I would say, to go in the first round that from last year's recruiting class. Now, maybe you could say, well, Arch Manning might or I mean, any any number of guys you could probably pin that on. But he's the only one that's actually performed, I think, at a first round level already on the team. As what, a true freshman. Yeah. What What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on him? I, I think he's terrific uh, to, to more than hold your own against four grown men. And, and you're an 18, 19 year old guy playing one of the most developmentally intensive positions in football. Only only quarterback can compare probably the left tackle uh, from a technical perspective, at least. And uh, he more than held his own. Uh, didn't give up any sacks. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously he's playing really good players there. And so he, he didn't dominate or, or win every battle, but his upside is, is huge. I mean, to me, he's a lock first rounder when he does come out. And uh, the goal for Texas is to try to get as many of those as possible. Uh, you know, and we'll take some second rounders as well. Uh, last thing I want to touch on is this, and it's something you and I talked about off camera prior to this. Uh, was this an anomaly for the Big 12? Uh, your, your stats say it was, but what does it look like next year? Uh, I went through the list. I saw Cooper Beebe of uh, an offensive guard from Kansas State. Uh, but how many offensive guards go in the first round? And is he even that good? I, I don't know. Uh, but it doesn't look like it's going to be a heavy first round pick for the Big 12 next year, right? Not at all. This was an anomaly, Bobby. You nailed it. Uh, Vegas didn't expect this. And um, the six picks were deserved. I mean, that they, these are all based on the talent available in this draft, it all, they all made sense. And I, I think, I think more casual fans were, were surprised by the Will McDonald pick. I don't think, I think that was a deep evaluation, uh, which I think there are plenty of NFL scouting rooms that liked Will McDonald quite a bit in the first round. Uh, it is an anomaly because Cooper Beebe is a guard. As you said, he is good. He, he's a very good run blocker for Kansas state. He's back. He's not a, I don't think he's a first round guy unless it's the end of the first round and someone's just going after a need. Uh, there's Kingsley Suma Atea. He's the offensive tackle from BYU. He was a five star recruit who went to Oregon, transferred to BYU. He's going to be their starting tackle. Very athletic, uh, 6'6, 315, lean at that size. Uh, he's only going to get better. He is the star player for BYU's football team. I think he's a very likely first rounder. Other than that, I got nothing, Bobby. Now, inevitably, someone's going to emerge in the season, right, organically. And, and we'll say, oh, wow, look at this guy. Who's this guy? Uh, but if you're setting the over-under on Big 12 first round picks right now, it's two, one and a half, 
two and a half. I mean, it it, it is not going to be six. I can tell you that. And uh, I think with the departure of Texas and Oklahoma, I think you're going to see uh, a bit of a drop off for the Big 12 and for the foreseeable future. want to add this before I let you go here, Paul. Uh, the state of Texas uh, high schools uh, produced four first rounders. Uh, they were Tyree Wilson from West Rusk. Yep. Uh, went to Texas Tech, but originally signed with Texas A&M out of high school. He went to the transfer portal. Christian Gonzalez out of the Dallas area. Uh, he went to. He's originally signed with uh, Colorado, but transferred to Oregon as a uh, his final year. Jackson Smith Jigba, uh, wide receiver from Ohio State. He's out of Rockwall, another Dallas area guy. He went 20 overall. And then Quentin Johnston uh, went 21 overall. He's out of Temple, uh, Texas. Nobody from the state, uh, nobody from the Houston area, uh, two from Dallas, one from Central Texas, and one from East Texas. In a the first quick round. word on, on JSN. Uh, he was born under a lucky star, Bobby, because this guy, slot receiver, goes to Ohio State. He's got Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson on either side of him. This year, he's got, um, oh gosh, I'm blanking on the guy, the, the, the star receiver for Ohio State. Oh, Marvin Harrison. He's got Marvin Harrison Jr. out there. Uh, he's not getting, he hasn't been double teamed in his entire career in Columbus. He gets drafted by Seattle, who's got DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett outside, and he's lined up in the, in the, in the slot. He ain't seen any double teams in the NFL either. So he's a talented player, great physical attributes, but holy cow, this guy just keeps falling into the best possible situation. So I, I'll awesome. tell you what he's got. He's got some hands that are like flypaper. He's got hands and he can, he's got a second gear when he gets the ball in his hands. He's not yeah. super elusive, but if you hit him on the run and he turns it on, whoo boy, you're, you're not catching him. Got a lot of functional speed. He's not, I'm going to say this, he's not unlike A.D. Mitchell. A uh, little bit different type of receivers, mm. but uh, similar body types. Uh, interesting guys. All right. Uh, that's going to be it for today's Saturday conversation. Uh, please uh, join us again next Saturday. Also, Paul and I both work with InsideTexas.com. You can read our work each and every day uh, on Inside Texas. Uh, for Paul Wadlington, I'm Bobby Burton. Thank you for joining us this Saturday.